ladies and gentlemen, whether you like it or not, Hedvig! I put on some makeup, some love and baker. Wear it up or let it down. We are back with Hedvig, Inch by Angry Inch, the podcast where we analyse and tear down the walls surrounding the movie masterpiece that is Hedvig and the Angry Inch, chapter by chapter. I am your host, John. Hello. You're used to me by now. You're probably sick of me, actually. You're like, John, just fuck off already. But anyway, I am joined by my very, very special guests. First up, I have Hedvig's superfan, Carla Victorious. Hello. Hello, hello. Thank you for joining me. I know you love the movie. I do, very, very much. In fact, you have started an Instagram uh, fan account as well, haven't you? I have. It was always going to happen. It was inevitable. <laughs> and uh, Miss Rona meant that now was the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Make use of the time. Yes. Make, make sure you do. And uh, We are joined by another very, very special guest. Everyone who joins us is special, let's be honest. But today, we have the makeup maestro, the wig wonder man, it's Mike Potter. Hi, guys from New York City. Hey, hey, the creator of the iconic look. Yep, that's me. <laughs> the look we've all uh, attempted to do and, in my case, failed miserably. <laughs> I like it. I like it when people fail, actually. I don't know. Like, I've had a lot of failures in my years doing Hedwig's hair and makeup. And um, <laughs> it actually, it was, it's what got me the job. The first wig I made, like, fell apart. It was a disaster. So um, that's part of her charm, I think. She, you know, she has a, a breakdown. She falls apart on stage. <laughs> yeah. What's more punk rock than that? Yeah, yeah. that's what I was going to say. It's punk, isn't it? You know, punk hair. <laughs> uh, totally. And it's like everyone has their own version of what they think it is. I mean, everyone says it's Farrah Fawcett. I think it's more like George Washington, to be honest. But I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like everyone has their own view of it. And that's, everyone sees something in Hedwig different, which I think is what makes it, you know, powerful. So, Yeah, I've brought it up on the show before. But um, I think what's so great about this as both a play and a movie and everything is it really does appeal to everybody. It can appeal to gay people, straight people, cis people, trans people, everyone has something to enjoy in this musical theater kids rock and rollers yeah totally i don't know who wouldn't like it if you don't you're a weirdo fuck off yeah i agree <laughs> but this chapter is chapter 11 titled wig in a box and uh, we start here we're back as hedvig uh, sort of almost stares into the camera at the beginning they're like done at this point finished the fall of the wall has kind of meant in their eyes in this particular moment that everything they've been through was was kind of for nothing. That's the way they're feeling, isn't it? That's that's depressing. Yeah. And uh, the voice on the TV says, "Good things come to those who wait." Now, this surely this has to be a, like Hedvig imagining this dialogue, right? That's a thing, weird thing to say on the TV. Is this kind of like their internal feelings coming out? No, I think that that's probably what they said on the news. I mean, some places, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, when the wall came down, good things come to those who wait. I mean, I guess the wall coming down is a good thing. I think that was a viable mm. news news blip. I mean, but also, you know, her internal dialogue. I mean, you never know what's real and what's not. You know, there's so, many yeah. fa- so much fantasy elements in it. That's what I love. And this song in particular really 
as we get into it, doubles down on the fantasy element. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So the, uh, the piano comes in at the start. A lovely little piano piece starts to play. And we see an as yet unopened present on the side saying "Happy Anniversary," which I, my that that's my handwriting, by the way, on that on that. <gasps> oh. I wrote I wrote that Happy Anniversary card. I had it. I still had. I had it somewhere at some point. But that's my handwriting. I wrote that. Oh my god, that's amazing! <laughs> I, I don't want to sound like I'm sucking up, but that's nice handwriting. Like if I'd written that, I'd be embarrassed. It's like my my handwriting's terrible. I think a bunch of people had to do it, and whoever's was the best, they used and they used mine for some reason. So. Oh, that's great. I have illegible. I have very illegible handwriting, actually. But if I write like that specifically, I can like I can write that right now. It would look the same. But yeah, you, most people can't read my handwriting. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not alone. Then, like, I was doing a quiz yesterday, and uh, I was like, as long as I don't have to handwrite it, I'll take part. If I can just write it on my phone, I'm on board. <laughs> yeah, I don't even type on my phone anymore. I just voice dictate everything and i have to correct it all but yeah i'm kind of losing my eyesight so <laughs> and i'm too vain to wear glasses <laughs> oh no join the club join the club yeah am i the only glasses wearer here on the call oh no i i love my specs i do yes i do team specs but not when i'm dressed as Hedwig, obviously that's a good point actually <laughs> i've seen pictures of you with the glasses on it dawned on me like maybe you do need them maybe it's not like a fashion <laughs> oh no i do i really do <laughs> Yep, team blind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, the song starts proper as well. And I love how, as I say, this one is sort of a peek at the, the fantastical elements of the film. We've had glimpses before, but this is kind of a, a magical setting. And I always imagined that this is uh, all of it kind of internal. It's what's going on in Hedvig's head. <laughs> yeah. Like definitely a song of the heart. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, she's having she's having a little meltdown at that point, too. So, you know, she's probably probably wasted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on vermouth. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's an interesting choice of drink, I must be honest. I don't think I've ever sat and drank vermouth. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, if I, know if I've ever had vermouth either, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I, I did have vermouth. I got oh. out of my parents' liquor cabinet. When I was too young. Did you have it on? The, is it is it sweet? Is it like a sweet? I imagine it's like yeah. it's like a cordial. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't nice. Something Hedwig. <laughs> something Hedwig would drink. She's a predisposed. She loves her sugar. <laughs> now I've, I think I've had it in cocktails, but you kind of can't tell what's in a cocktail, can you? So yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Is it clear in the movie, or is it like amber colored? I can't remember. It's clear. It's clear. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And then yeah. Um, I'm obsessed with those um, cactus glasses that she has, and I really, really need to find some. They're amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Ariane Phillips, amazing costume designer. <laughs> oh, hell yeah, the best. Yeah. That's amazing. We bought half of Hedwig's clothes. She did. We went into the valley and went to these buy-the-pound stores, and... um. She didn't have much of a budget and she made magic and she had so much of that stuff custom made, but so much of it was just, we went to like these trashy stores and bought everything hot in the eighties, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If anything, all of that makes it more fitting and more perfect for the character. Yeah. Right? 
you don't want Hedwig in like designer clothes. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it was handmade, but I mean, you know, when you like with her, I mean, she didn't just didn't have the budget, I and mean, she had all these great resources of all these sort of people in the valley in California, and it just these mm. stores you would go in and buy the pound. I mean, those leather culottes and the pink bolero and the pink beanie i think they came from like a buy the pound store i mean <laughs> you just have to dig for hours and hours so. oh that's dedication yeah yeah <laughs> but her outfit and this is what like a peach like like onesie tube top type thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i think that it's it's a really cute outfit i think hedwig looks adorable in this scene it adds to the heartbreaking element john has like the body of like britney spears i mean like in that i mean <laughs> he is like this little waif of a thing you know so and he still looks amazing now god damn it yeah totally john <laughs> john definitely doesn't age like normal people it's kind of weird i've done his makeup for years and i'm always like we have to do minor corrections and changes now with the age no i'm just kidding <laughs> but um but no he really is he's like that he's like dorian gray <laughs> but that's he is going gray though that's the thing is that that's his aging is his gray hair yeah, but he's one of those people who pulls it off. He calls it an honorary blonde. He's like, I'm an honorary blonde. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was that the idea for, because I've seen, you know, lately he's been going with a gray wig for Hedvig. Is that the inspiration? Like, well, I'm older, Hedvig's older. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like, kind of like meta Hedvig is what we were going for. And um, we weren't even, we were going to do like a whole new hairdo. I wasn't even doing the wig for that, but. Because the costume was so insane, I was like, "What are you? What are they going to do? Like a big black kabuki something?" Yeah. And um, when John, we finally talked about it, and John's like, "We make a wig," and I was like, "Yeah." We kind of just decided that. I always think like people want to see that head wig wig. You know what I mean? Like they, mm. they like. I mean, people try to redesign it, and I have respect for that. I'm fine, but I, I think most people at this point, she's so iconic. Um, are are disappointed if they don't see that. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, where's that? Where's that like tube, like wig or whatever? Well, actually, tying into what you were saying, I think like obviously the the clothes are iconic as well, but you you can change them a little bit more. They're a little bit more free to play with those. But I do think that the wig, that's the symbol almost. It's like the Superman logo. <laughs> You have to have that hair. It's the only way. Yeah. I always said we, we were on Broadway. Neil Patrick Harris was like, I want to read this. I want to do something different. And I was like, okay. So that's, we did the bangs with him for that. Cause it just worked better for his face. But I said, if you don't like wear that wig out, they're going to throw tomatoes at you. <laughs> <laughs> Which again is very fitting. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, no, people do want to see that hair dude, but that hair, that hair dude does not appear in, in that um wig in a box scene that we're discussing no, amusingly. <laughs> no she's not that advanced yet <laughs> although i felt obliged to invite you on for this one yeah being called wig in a box it seems and it's the creation of hedvig um as a character almost. yeah yeah and that that scene was shot like um is uh was shot multiple different like times and yeah i mean we shot it in that trailer that trailer was insane by the way <laughs> <laughs> that set <laughs> it looks amazing oh the yeah the trailer is fantastic oh my god the trailer opens into like a you know full stage and like it was wild 
It kind of reminded me of those old-fashioned... Um, you got them... I'm trying to think what kind of era you got them. Well, you'd get, like, travelling showmen going around oh, like, yeah. the Old West. Totally. And they'd, they'd be in, like, a cart that would come out like that. Yeah, like, well, puppet shows, or, like, they have, like, all different types. I've seen lots of versions of that, definitely. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And, um, well, we, we spoke about being miserable before, and Hedvig here, laying on the sofa, completely miserable absolutely breaks my heart I, i'm almost in tears when i see this every time I'm like oh no because the singing is so soulful and that piano it just sets you off that combo yeah yeah no that poor hedwig <laughs> it's heartbreaking to look at isn't it it is it's horrible oh you just want to help her you know things in some ways are going to get better and in some ways are not that's the problem yeah she's going to get more crazy <laughs> <laughs> And the because the song kind of sets the scene of what kind of life Hedvig has been living up to this point. It's not been too glamorous since moving to America. It's much trailer park life. Not to not to knock it, but they Hedvig had a vision of like, oh, I'm going to go to America and it's going to be wonderful and I'll be wowed with Luther and his gifts and uh, this great life abroad. And uh, it's not the reality, sadly. Yeah, she's um she's uh her um. Her life in East Berlin was pretty grim too, so I think she's kind of used to, um, <laughs> you know, I think she's used to like crappy surroundings and crappy people. But uh, wow. yeah, she has she has dreams though. She saw those McDonald's arches and she knew there was something on the other side. Mm. <laughs> yeah, the fragrant westerly breeze. Exactly. <laughs> in in Junction City, Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It wasn't quite that, was it? <laughs> no. Am I recalling right as well? I'm sure I read or heard something where John was saying there was there wasn't a McDonald's anywhere near there. No. But he just decided it would be funnier if it was there. No, they put up a um it's I think it's in the extras. I think they held up a card like of the of the wall in front of a McDonald's because they couldn't use the full McDonald's like logo without having to pay for it. So they that's just, genius. they just, they just, and that's like the scenes outside the window in the house. They're all skewed, big photographs of like fake, mm. fake wall, fake everything. But it was on cardboard and they just held it up in front of the McDonald's sign enough to cover it so they could use it. And that was the Berlin Wall with this. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But again, I think that ties in, though, because everything being slightly off yeah. is kind of adding to the fantasy of it. It's a flashback. It's a, in some ways you could say. Well, this is how Hedvig remembers it. Maybe this isn't literal. Yeah, no, it's definitely like her comic book version of things, I think. And this might not be the fanciest home, but I think when you're looking, looking around it as the, the song starts, it looks at least like Hedvig has made the most of it. You know, there's records, there's clothes. Yeah. There's a damn pinata just hanging. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, I grew up, I, li I lived in a trailer when I was a kid. So, I mean, I, you can make, there's double wides now even. They make them fancy. But yeah, hers is definitely like her own little um that wood paneling. Does it have wood paneling? Is there wood? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, wood paneling. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen the movie in a minute. I mean, I saw it last year when they restored it at Criterion in the theater, but I had not seen that movie in a movie theater in a decade. Well, you have a good reason. I mean, you were there. <laughs> uh, I mean, I've seen that movie so many times. <laughs> the only thing I've seen more than the movie is the stage show. But uh, oh. yeah. Actually, Carla, have you seen the stage show? Because I know it doesn't, it like the main sort of big show doesn't come here to England, really. No. Um, but there are lots of smaller productions around. I, I would love to see any version of it. I really would. You've never seen it on stage? 
Uh, well, I've seen the YouTube bootlegs. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm very grateful to those naughty people. <laughs> they were told not to at the beginning by Yidzak, but they did it anyway. And I'm glad, otherwise I wouldn't have been able to see it at all. So. Well, you know, they've been talking about for a couple of years. I mean, obviously they were shooting for it to happen this year, but it's not going to happen. It was supposed to happen last year. Didn't happen. Um, um, Hedwig in the way is going to be in the west end of London at some point. <gasps> oh, yeah. Oh my yeah, God. yeah, yeah, yeah. I will pay anything. I mean, I'm in Liverpool, but I'll travel down. I don't care. Oh my, <laughs> you're there in a heartbeat. <laughs> They're going to do definitely. I mean, it's been talked about, but then Neil at one point was going to do it, but then they were trying to find someone who was like commercially viable that could fill the seats in London. You know, I mean, there's lots of people you, that come to mind. That's strange, though, because Neil's really well known here as well. Um, I think I, I'm, I'm not, you know, Neil's great. I just don't think it's going to happen with Neil. I mean, it's it's more like I, Neil's probably very expensive. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like, yeah, he's probably too big now. Well, I mean, no, but he has his heart for Hedwig. I mean, he'll definitely he's always done so much to help push the show to the next level. But um, I think you just need someone that is amazing that can fill the seats and um because it's it's so much more over it's like the houses are much smaller and um, to make it commercially viable to you know for someone to want it it's it's got to be like i don't know they just haven't figured it out yet but um it's definitely you know i've talked to the producer like last fall we were even having a conversation i'm like when is that happening he's like it's happening. I'm working on it. I'm like, okay. Oh, no. And now all this, the world's ended. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully you'll see it. It'll be in London again. It was in London once, but this will be like, you know, full on West End. of <gasps> this, this is the thing. I was uh, talking to somebody on the Facebook Hedwig group and they were saying, oh, no, it was in the UK. What are you talking about? Yeah, it was. It turned out they were remembering 2006. Ah. Yeah, okay. I hadn't even seen the movie then. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't see it in 2006. I probably saw it around 2004. So I would have seen it, but I probably wouldn't have been so clued up that I would have known about that. Yeah. How old are you? You guys are much younger. I mean, so did you discover it sort of like as a young person or? Um... Yeah, quite young for me. I mean, I'm I'm 34. Yeah. So I saw it a couple of years after it came out kind of thing on recommendation of a friend. And I... I didn't know what to expect, and I adored it instantly to the point where I watched it every day for a month. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which is uh, ridiculous. I didn't have a lot going on that month. I have a friend whose um, kid watches it like Barney or like one of those you know videos <laughs> that you put your pop your kid in front of the TV, make them watch TV every day, and they watch the same exact thing. I have a friend, yeah, her, yeah. Her, her, her son like loved Hedwig. He would just sit and watch Hedwig. That's brilliant. Oh. That's really yeah. good parenting. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're not worried about the cursing and stuff, it's, it's, kind, of, it's kind of colorful. It looks like a, it's very colorful and it's music. So, I mean, that's what kids like. Yeah. And kids will love all the outfits and the makeup and things. Totally. Well, that's why kids get on quite well with, you know, that drag queen story time they do where the, the drag queens come and read stories because kids just think, oh, this who's this cool, almost superhero looking guy? It's like a cartoon. It's like meeting a cartoon character. You know, it's like yeah. meeting, um, it's like going to Disney World and meeting Mickey Mouse or whoever. And it's like <laughs> or, or Cinderella. You know, she's basically a drag queen, that Cinderella. Yeah. 
And in fact, the, the last show I got to see before the world bloody ended was uh, Kinky Boots. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm in that frame of mind at the moment, yeah. I never saw Kinky Boots. It's so sad. I should have, but I didn't. I'm not oh. I'm not a big Broadway goer, you know, but um, I've heard it. To amazing. be honest, I'm not either. I, I come to Hedvig through the rock and roll angle. Yeah. And that then made me appreciate more musicals. Which I feel like a lot of people are the other way. They got into musicals and then they got into this. I just, I'm not a big musical person, like a musical theater person. Um, but uh, I, I think so many people don't realize that the theatrical production even exists. They just know Hedwig is a movie. You know what I mean? Really? Yeah, I think, I think that there's a lot of people that like knew that probably it was a show. But I think when coming to see the show... They were like, oh, wait, where are all these characters? Where are all these people? They didn't realize it was like a one-woman show. She was telling <laughs> you the story of her life, and the movie is the fleshed-out version of that. So it, um, you know, I think, I think definitely there's like a whole culture of people that have never, that really don't know what oh. the stage production's about. And they've, you know, they, but they know the movie because the movie's easily accessible whenever you want it. So, mm. you know. That's wild to me. That's crazy. Yeah. But I mean, I love how they're two very distinct things. Totally. Like the stage show being totally different. Absolutely. Because what's the point in just putting the stage show on in a film? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just like, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's definitely like that one woman show vibe, but the movie, we fleshed it all out and reality and all these characters and people that she talks about. But um, yeah, it's definitely like a, a totally different animal stage. Yeah, because I've seen people discuss um, in terms of the stage play whether Tommy is even real and things like that because yeah. he's plays played by the same actor at the end. Yeah. But, I mean, watch the movie. Yes, he's real. <laughs> I think Tom, I think Tommy's real. I mean, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think Tommy's real, but my, yeah. my partner says, they say that yeah. uh, they're kind of leaning towards, well, there's a lot of science he's not real. But I think it's more like he represents something that's been physically embodied in a real person. You know what I mean? Like a weird halfway house. Yeah. I'm... Like he represents maybe what Hedvig could have been, what they wanted to be, all these other aspirations and side things. Okay. But yeah. he's real at the same time. He's there physically. Yeah. yeah. But he's built up to this certain type of status in her mind as well, isn't he? Yeah. With the final yeah. scene of the movie. That's all in Hedvig's mind. Oh, I love that scene. Oh, my God. I can't wait to get there as well. <laughs> well, we mustn't flash forward. <laughs> oh, <laughs> to be honest, you know what? I don't care. In the first two, in the first two episodes, I was like, no, let's, let's not flash forward. But since then, I'm like, ah, eh, you know what? You guests you can talk about whatever you fucking want. <laughs> <laughs> we love a tangent. Uh, hell yeah. That's the whole point of the show, tangents. Um, speaking of which, in the actual uh, song here, right? How does John pull off every single wig you throw on him? You get multiple wigs here and every one of them's great. Are you asking me that question? Just in general, <laughs> but yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like you get the you get the like Farrah Fawcett one and things like that. Yeah. And the one at the start is even great. The ponytail. Oh, you know that actually, if you watch the scene right before that, when she has her sex change and she's got a long braid down the front of it, it's like a Hansel and Gretel type. Mm. It's so funny because that scene right before the wig is that wig, but it's got this long braid down the front of it, like when it, the doctor mm. zooms in. But in that scene, when she falls into the um, into the recliner, and if you watch that scene, John was dropped from above, above into that recliner. <laughs> and most people don't. It's such a quick cut. 
that you don't know that that's what happened, but he was rigged above and they he, he <laughs> dropped from the ceiling into the recliner. And um, so um, that wig, by that point, if you look at it, it's totally different because we cut out an entire scene where Hedwig is really angry and she cuts off her braid with a electric meat cutter. And in oh, the seat oh and the seat and it was kind of but we didn't get it didn't really work because the meat cutter didn't cut through the hair so good. It's kind of a nightmare. But that scene, like it's, it's not explained why that's hacked off like it, how it is. Ah. And I texted I, I messaged John. I was like, remember this that scene we cut that was you cutting your braid off in anger because, you know, Vic <laughs> Luther had just left you. And um He's like, oh, my God, I totally forgot that we shot that scene. I was like, <laughs> completely. She was like freaking out and she pulls out the electric. You know, those meat like cutters that are oh, electric. That'd be cool. Yeah. But um, anyway, and then that turns into like, I mean, that wig is a disaster. I mean, it's like the ugliest color ever. It's truly a hideous face <laughs> shag. But, um, but, but John pulls it off. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. But you know what's so funny about that scene? There's a scene where he's he like is twirling his drink and he looks up as removed from the rocks and you can see he zooms up on the box with the wig in it the head the gift wrapped wig in a box and uh mm. his hair the wig was like coming off it was pulling back so if you pause that scene you can see his hair it's like like yeah like they use the oh. and i was like oh my god you can see his own hair What's <laughs> the wig. That's the biggest crime. Yeah. <laughs> Seen it way too many times and never noticed. I'm going frame by frame. Oh. <laughs> we we like oh because he um the front of his hair is blonde so but it's just like a bit lighter but the wig is basically falling off his head in that shot and it's like zooming <laughs> up and I was like wait I need to get in there and pin that wig back on because he would <laughs> he would never let me use bobby pins on him I had to like. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, yeah, he's like, don't put bobby pins on my head. And I'm like, the wig will just fly off your head. And it did so many times. But then I got, you know, blamed for, you know, the wig flying off. I'm like, well, you won't let me bobby pin on your head. He's like hovering there. I have the problem of uh, if I try, I try and glue a wig onto my head and then it's, it's too secure. I can't get the damn thing off. What kind of glue do you use? Like, like spirit gum? I've got spirit gum. Hang on, I'm, I've got them literally next to me. I've got spirit gum, and I have ghost bond, huh. which is so like insanely sticky. Just picking it up now, the bottle is is sticky. Yeah, how do you get this? That ruined? Does it destroy the wigs? I mean, no. Um, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, mm, I don't wear them that often. I wear, like once a month or something. I go to a drag show. Well, I did before the world ended again. <laughs> we used to. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, when we used to go out, and uh, I went as Hedwig once actually. Um, oh yeah. Because I couldn't think of, I couldn't fit the theme of the night. I was like, you know what? I don't know what to wear. I can't think of anything for the theme. I was like, what can I do? I can just do Hedwig. That'll be great. Everyone will love it. And did they know who you were? Yep. Yeah. Oh yep. good. Ninety nine percent of people. Which the same drag night actually, um, as like a one off, they did a screening of Hedwig. Oh wow. And um, so I, I didn't have time to go in the outfit, which was annoying. But there was a, actually, I was surprised. There was a bunch of people there who were around my age or even older who were like, oh, I've never seen it before. Yeah. And I was quite shocked at that. But every single one of them afterwards was like, that was amazing. I was like, I told you. Yeah. 
no, like if the kids. I mean, it's getting the you know, it's just it's a matter of time. The kids are the the audiences are getting younger and younger for Hedwig too. It's mm. crazy, like you know, thirteen year olds now. I mean, which is good. It means she's got a life. Yeah, she's got a future. You know? Well, that's where I kind of liked. Um, I know I saw some criticism of it, but the Riverdale uh, episode of Hedwig. That's why I kind of liked it though, because I, I had to explain this. Totally, to I was like, well, you know. This might be someone's introduction to it. Absolutely. And that, that show, I think you guys get it in England, um, uh, Sex Education. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They've done one, haven't they? Yeah, and they did the whole Hedwig thing. I mean, I, it's it's just that it's just, you know, I think that a lot of people have, especially people that are sort of PC, have like an issue with sort of some of the terminologies and the things used in Rocky Horror. And um, I, yeah. I think, you know, I, which I think is not founded. I, I don't agree. I mean, I'm not like one of these people that's like a, you know, pronoun Nazi. But um, <laughs> no, but I get it. I understand why people want things didn't change like over the years. And then all of a sudden they just everybody changed. And um, I think yeah. I think that um, I think a lot of people are young people are attracted to Hedwig because Rocky Horror has, to many people, become politically incorrect and because mm. of a lot of the terminology they use. But Hedwig somehow seems to still stand the test of time and isn't offensive or like doesn't use offensive terminology to refer to trans people and stuff like that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Why is Hedwig so popular? I think that's <laughs> because a lot of people have weird problems with Rocky Horror now. And it really bums me out that they feel that way. Oh, that makes me sad. Um, I've got a huge poster of it in my house. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, oh. like, you know, I mean, God forbid. I mean, that, that movie was so groundbreaking, incredible. And yeah, maybe the terminology they didn't use. I mean, you you can't go back and rewrite. I mean, you know, you have to like stay, yeah. stay with your history. And like, you know, I mean, no one's putting up statues of Hitler. But I mean, like, you know, if someone called somebody a tranny 30 years ago or 40 years ago in a movie or however many years ago, I think it should be okay. Anyway, that was that was me going off on my tangent. Things for the better, yeah, change yeah. and evolve and grow. But you, you do also have to take into account, you know, how groundbreaking that was at the time. It was revolutionary to people. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So you, you can't be too harsh on these things. If someone made something now and put those kind of phrases in and use them in a negative way you'd be like no it's not okay now people i mean like people are like you know hypersensitive i mean it's extraordinarily yeah. so i mean you know i mean no one's gonna be showing any movies where they did blackface you know what i mean yeah uh, exactly I'm... oh oh um i had something to say about the what you were saying about cutting the braid off so i was doing my homework the other day and listening to the commentary that's on the dvd and the criterion blu-ray it's the same one Mm. And you can see that cut off braid. It's on top of the box of towering velveteen. Is it? Oh yes. yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah. I think. I think it is. There's no explanation. Like you see it for like a second, and it's only when you know. Oh. oh it's a totally different shade of blonde, so you can tell. Did, I mean, oh, yeah. but do you think that um, do, was that? I don't remember that at all. That's insane. That's crazy. Is it like hanging out, or is it just on top? Um, sort of like. Like just on top, like she's thrown it there. It's on the left hand side, right? Because the right's got the wig peeking out. That's right. And on the left hand side is the chopped off braid. Yeah. yeah, I guess that um, I yeah, I don't I don't remember them connecting that dot because like I was like, wait, no one's gonna understand why her 
braid is hacked off at this point. <laughs> but um, I wonder what happened to that footage because, you know, they, they put all that extra footage in and I guess that just literally didn't make the cut. <laughs> yeah, because that's not an extra on the criteria. Mm-hmm, no, it? but it's just... Not that I remember. I've never seen that, no. Yeah, I, 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 it's funny though because when I... I messaged John about it just the other day, and I can't remember what it, what what reason I brought it up, but um, he was like, "Oh my god, I completely forgot that we shot that. It was it just didn't work. It just didn't work at the time, you know. It was like it was, it was like getting caught up in the serrated knife and the wig. It was sort of like yanking. It was more yanking the wig care than like cutting through it. But um, uh. yeah, it was it wasn't." It was it it wasn't effective, but I I do like that they connected. I mean, I guess she could have just had a meltdown and cut her braid off. You know what I mean? But yeah, well, she is kind of having a meltdown, really. Like, yeah, 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 she is. I mean, Hedvig is a res- resilient woman. Here, she's like ex- explaining though how she's sort of going through the motions almost. All of this has happened to her, but she still puts some music on, gets ready for work and whatnot. She keeps on going, which is quite inspiring to me. Yeah. But at the same time, you wish that she could. You know, just have somebody to lean on for once here, because up until this point, who's who's been nice to her ever? Yeah, Luther. Well, for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's Hedwig's got like um like that thick already has that like thick skin. Um, mm. I think just from her childhood and you know whatever abuse that she uh, sort of um experienced, but um yeah. Yeah, she's a she's a tough cookie. She yeah, and she gets tough, and she gets tougher. <laughs> and then she and then she's then she's tender. But we won't flash forward. <laughs> that is a beautiful moment when we do get there. Though. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> and this is just a, a strange little uh, note I made as well, which I've never picked up on because I never noticed the very deliberate choice here to leave in the sound of the beaded curtains as Hedrick walks through them. Is that right? Yeah, I've never heard it until I broke it down, obviously, to the scene. Oh. I went, like, tiny bit by tiny bit. And you can hear John walk through the curtains. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's funny. So that must be a choice. You wouldn't just leave – because surely you no, would isolate the audio. Absolutely. No, they had a sound – they were mixing that um, movie on set, like, as they – that movie was being edited and sound mixed, like – uh, while we shot it, like, at the same Jesus. time. and uh, And mainly because – John wanted to sing live and um mm. and you know masterstroke of a move that though I think I think that sells the movie Well I think people. that's like I think I think Wig in a Box is probably one of the only scenes where he's not singing live until the mm. end where he has the microphone in his hand I mean because so much of it's like not fantasy musical it's performance based musical you know what I mean mm. like he's singing a song in a microphone so that having that ability they could he could sing live when it was pre-recorded the music but um so that that in that scene though um you know the sound every everything is completely intentional 100 percent. the bead curtain sound i don't remember that but if that is in it yes it's definitely intentional <laughs> yeah, but him singing live as you say to me that's the the key to most of them obviously this is an exception but it has to be yeah but I came to this as a punk rocker, you know. I wanted a live sound. I think in the end, though, when the walk on when that wall of the trailer comes down, I think that he is singing live in that part because he has he's singing into is he singing into a microphone? I can't remember. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I mean, anything where he was sort of singing into the mic because you, it was hard to get good sound when he's like mic'd from within. I think it's more like you have to do that, mm. like singing into a microphone. 
And those fantasy moments where she's, because that's like one of the real only, you know, I mean, other than sort of like the end where with, with Tommy, where it's sort of, she's just singing fantasy, you know, and she's singing like, you know, like, you know how a lot of musicals, they just break into song, like whatever. Yeah. That's sort of what that, that moment for this, because I mean, all of her other music isn't, you know, it's her singing a song on a stage, you know, or it's at the gig. Mm-hmm. I love it. And I love the acting here in general as well, because you can feel like Hedwig's sadness yeah, uh, coming from John. Like it's not the phase of sadness where you're screaming and wailing and whatnot. This is like the next phase when you're just fucking sick of life and everything. You can't be bothered. You're almost on autopilot. Yeah. But I like all her references, even like Midwest Midnight, Checkout Queen, um, Beehive. Um, they're, mm. they're sort of sad and dated, but like they're also like, like there's something still sort of like beautiful about you know that imagery of that you know the midwest you know midnight checkout queen i mean she's a queen still you know what i mean she might yeah. she might be the mid she might be in the midwest at a checkout but she's still the queen so i, I am right in assuming yeah b- being english maybe i i miss stuff so i do have to ask that is hedwig saying they they work in a shop like at a checkout yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no she's like yeah, works yeah. in a like a in a gas station or a um you know or like a whatever store would be open late night you know what i mean maybe she's a liquor store i don't know i mean you know but something yeah some type some type of unsavory business that is open (laughs) during late late evening but she's at the register working the register (laughs) i had another note about um how pretty john looks and my note was that who else could get away with that teeny tiny lash that she puts on Oh yes. <laughs> oh that yeah. But do you know what? That 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 scene. So cute. Um, he kept um pushing it and pushing it and pushing it until the lash basically was like sticking straight up. Like I was like, <laughs> stop it! Stop pushing it so hard. Because the la- you know, when you push a lash, it's eventually inevitably it's just gonna um um. Hold on for one second, you guys. Hold on. Yeah. No problem. Sorry, um, I'm gonna make some tea. Um, uh, hey, you know we're English, we approve. <laughs> yeah, and all those scary close-ups were all done, by the way, at the end of the day. I only drink Yorkshire Gold tea. Um, <laughs> yes, I do. Um, those. Um, um, oh yeah. Oh oh my God. All anything that was like extreme close-up, we shot at the end of the day when the makeup was like trashed. And I was like, God, can't we shoot that first? He's like, well, Yeah, do that first. No, we didn't. Um, well, I mean, they just they have to get coverage. You know what I mean? When you shoot a movie, you have to get like broad coverage mm-hmm. to get the scene. I mean, if you get close ups, you're lucky. And we were we I mean, we didn't even finish that movie originally. We had to go back and reshoot stuff because we just didn't have enough money. But um anyway, yeah, that lash and then that pull out of that wig where she's wearing the beehive 1963 oh it's beautiful <laughs> that wig is was not pretty i didn't like it i mean i didn't like the way it turned out but i mean whatever if people like it i'm glad they liked it i'm glad she takes it, it off immediately <laughs> <laughs> it looks amazing in the scene i'd like for what it's for but yeah. yeah maybe if it was worn throughout it might not have quite the same effect it just didn't like i don't know for me it like didn't i don't know it wasn't like my favorite moment I like the pullback on the camera, but I just didn't like the way the wig. It's it's a cute reveal. Yeah, it is good. 
the Farrah Fawcett one's genius, though. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, before we get to that, though, I'm going to say about the the eyelash again, because I, I had a little note about this as well. It seems, now I'm not good on my terminology, but when you, you get this close-up of John, he seems to have very hooded eyes, which oh, I do. He does. And I'm like, how's he pulling this off? I can, I can never get eyeshadow right, eyelashes right. I look stupid half the time. It's a real effort, but this he hasn't gone like all the way, all the way up high, which is what I do to compensate. Yeah, <laughs> well, you, you haven't, shall I say? You have to draw in a um, crease on John. We've always done that. I mean, to create that like kind of um, lid, lidded look. But in those scenes, her makeup's really, you know, very basic and very um, mm. sort of blue and taupey and tawny and peachy and sort of that time period. But um, yeah, no, John has a hooded eye. That we we have to do a little trick trick on it to make it <laughs> open it up a little bit. Oh, I sympathize. Yeah, I sympathize as well. I like I like oh. I like I love a hooded eye. I mean, I love most of my favorite actors have like like that kind of an eye. So, oh, Carla, do you have the same? You have hooded eyes. Oh yeah. yeah oh my god, struggle. I'm coming to you for tips. The makeup struggle. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how people deal with it. It's a nightmare for me. An absolute nightmare. I, basically, I've just taken on the. I just. I just paint right the way up to the eyebrow. <laughs> just like go all the way. Hi. <laughs> well, that's why. That's another reason I gave up having eyebrows during lockdown. <laughs> if I didn't have a boring day job, I'd do the same thing. I think they probably wouldn't care, to be honest. But still, <laughs> <laughs> at least you show up. At least you have some place to be. That's good, I guess. Yeah, uh, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> could, could be worse. I haven't really left the house for like two months so well i have but i mean you go to the grocery store but that's about it <laughs> oh my god i think i'd lose my mind i i like staying in as well i'm an introvert but it's when you're told you have to stay in yeah. like, oh, well i'm not gonna yeah no it definitely is um it's not something that's enjoyable right now but <laughs> here we are <laughs> oh. well something else i love as well as we uh, are panning around um i want to say this before we move on to the fire falls one is that we see childhood pictures and whatnot, mm-hmm. and we get the uh, the. I, I never know if I should call it the German name or the uh, the more English name, but the GDR DDR uh, flag and the photo of young Hansel mm-hmm. looking cute in their uniform here. Um, I did a competition to win the badge from this uniform. Who won it? Was it, you didn't win, did you, Carla? I can't remember. Really not? No. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. It was someone in Germany. <laughs> Wait. What do you? What do you? What? What badge? Is there like a ba- You can win a badge. What are you talking about? Yeah. The Younger pioneers. The younger pioneer, which ah. is the uniform that the young Hansel is wearing. It's it's kind of like the Scouts that the uh, East Germans had to be in. Yeah. It was like a political sort of version of the Scouts. And uh, yeah, I, I I got hold of from Germany the arm patch from it. So that was an actual thing. I mean, because I know like Therese Dupre, the production designer, and Ariane, they were very like they went like got real specific about like things being real, like realistic. Do you know what I mean? Like sort of that. There's a doll in that scene. I think where she pans across. Isn't there like a weird puppet or a doll or something? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I that's know. like a famous doll that all the kids had in like Germany at like that time. Oh. Like it was like a weird thing that she found that she like they were like every kid had this kind of the same doll and like they didn't make them but she got one. So That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, while we're talking about that shelf in the shop, um the other thing I really love is that she has nail polish in the shape of a gummy bear. Oh, yeah, totally. (laughs) She does. Despite watching this movie as many times as I've said I have, 
I did not notice that until we I was prepping for this. <laughs> so you guys sat and watched. You guys sat and really went in and out and like like delved into the scene. See, I didn't do that. Sadly, I'm sorry. No, you don't have to. You're, you're just here for your expertise in general. Don't you worry. The fact you are even here is wonderful. Thank you. The fact that I have can still remember is is shocking. <laughs> it is to be honest because I can't remember last week. I mean, I, I, I like don't remember. I, I remember certain moments of working on that movie, but like I, it was so grueling because I'd never done a movie and I was running on like fear that I was going to be fired the entire time. So um, <laughs> I well, I had never done a movie and I didn't know what the hell I was doing. But um, yeah, I um, you know, so I don't have a lot of recollections, but I do remember shooting that the wig in a box. You know, I remember had very specific memories about shooting that. We're gonna box scene. So. <laughs> Have we got as far as the band coming in the side? Oh, we can't. We can't. Yeah, yeah the band it. coming I in. You have a note, some notes on that. Well, I absolutely love that they they do that. That they come in because when I first saw it, again coming from this, uh, coming to this from a punk rock kid perspective, you know, when that happened, I was like, oh, that's a bit weird. I'd never seen a musical before. I'd seen Rocky Horror, but you know, who who hadn't? But now, over the years, this is one of my favorite bits. <laughs> this cracks me up. And you know what Yitzhak's chef hat says, don't you? Do you know what her hat says on it? That was my note. That was my note. I wanted to know. It's chef in Hebrew. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay, yeah. yeah. I, I, I figured it said chef. And I was like, what is the language? I want to know. That's cool. I think it's Hebrew. I mean, is that? Yeah, I think that's Hebrew. Yeah. Yeah, well, I looked into it, and that's what I found as well. I, don't, I didn't know if it was 100% accurate, so I was hoping you would say the same thing. <laughs> what, did it, what did it say online? Does it say that it says chef in Hebrew? That's what I found, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, wow. Never having really seen much Hebrew, uh, I wasn't sure. So that's reassuring to me. Can we talk about the foreshadowing as well, the foreshadowing of um, Yitzhak's apron? Oh, <laughs> about what's going to happen at the end. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> They're going to transform. Yeah. Transform back into, perhaps back into a crystal knocked to the <laughs> yeah. character's name. Which they cut that scene out too. That scene's in the movie. That's in the extras though, right? The yeah, crystal, the crystal yeah. Where they're throwing the flower, the national flower of... um of whatever, wherever the hell she's from, and it's sunflowers, and that's why they're throwing <laughs> sunflowers at her, like huge sunflowers. That's amazing. Imagine that. Yeah, no, I think that that's, um, where, where is she from? The Balkans? I don't remember. Yeah, Croatia? Croatia, yeah. God, Jesus. Um, yeah, no, the national flower of Croatia, I think, is like sunflowers, so that's oh, why okay. instead of throwing roses at her, they're throwing sunflowers at her. <laughs> oh, cool. We're learning. We're learning. We are learning. I did not know that. That's great. I just thought it was just a weird detail. You'll probably cross-check it and find out that, like, I'm full of shit, but I think that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a great um, a great scene, which that's the only one I think, oh, I do wish that was in the movie, though. Same. Because I've had to say to quite a few guests about it and about the history of Hedwig and Yitzhak, because they'll say to me, like, oh, how did they meet, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, actually, if you watch the extras. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know why they didn't use those scenes. And they made her really look like Barbara Streisand and Hedwig is in her sad Barbara drag. <laughs> so what do you both feel about their connection then, Hedwig and Yitzhak? Is, um, 
are they in love at all? Are they? Is it more like convenience? Uh, like what, what's their connection really? I, I get the impression maybe they were close once and things are kind of drifting apart maybe. Yeah, I think they're close. I think you see that like in that scene in that when she comes in after the gig with the wig mm. and she's brushing her hair and and Yitzhak's taking her makeup off. That's that's in the hotel room with all the wigs, like a hundred yeah. wigs. And I think that you see a little bit there that there is love there. I mean, but it's also like a weird, like enslaved love. Like she's her slave or something. I don't know. It's like Hedwig like needs to lord over people at that point because I think she's been lorded over for so long and she's finally like, I've got control and she's going to control these poor unfortunate creatures. <laughs> I'm glad you said that though, because I, I've had to bring this up on the show a few times. Like, I don't, I'm not condoning the way Hedvig treats them all, but I understand it, if that makes sense. People get treated like that all the time. Are you kidding? Like, people yeah. get shit held over their heads and controlled. And I mean, but also, like, you know, they, they, you know, Yitzhak, you know, and in the end, inevitably, she's, you know, in control of her own destiny and Hedwig lets her go. Mm. I mean, we're not going to flash forward, sorry. <laughs> but, um, you know, she needs to, um, she needs to be the boss because she's been bossed and controlled for too many years, I think, especially just being behind a wall where you can't like go anywhere. Mm. It's the taste of power. Exactly. Ooh. It corrupts. <laughs> it corrupts. It corrupts. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so Carl, are you the same then? Do you, how do you feel their relationship is? Like, are they, are they very close or do you see it in a different way? Uh, are they always at odds with each other? Um, not to, copy everything Mike said but I, I do really agree actually I think they they were very close and they very much fulfilled a specific role they needed each other and now that that's sort of faded a bit and they're sort of stuck together but yeah well I think so I think you see that in Angry Inch really where they you know they, they get in that brawl and whatnot which is fantastic but um and then they start singing together and it's a close moment but at the same time you get the vibe like Hedvig is now like uh, kind of this, this this is it now it's not gonna this is kind of the end of the road for the two of us even though this is a close moment yeah well i mean when she's singing and that like when she starts singing and then like you know yitzhak just sort of like doesn't grab the mic but sort of um becomes the focus and that's when you know gets mm -hmm. when hedwig is sort of like just sort of walks away you know i think that's sort of yeah. foreshadowing as well so more sad moments god damn it <laughs> yeah Right before she flies. Yeah. Which is another great fantasy <laughs> element. <laughs> and um, what were we going to say about them walking in? We went on another tangent. <laughs> oh, let, well, let's discuss that they're all wearing Hawaiian shirts, which is hilarious. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. It's such an American like thing, you know, like in a Hawaiian shirt. I think that's hilarious that they're all like that would be like their what they think of when they see like Tom Selleck and like Magnum P.I. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't even think of that. I know one person in England who wears a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> yeah, they're very, they became very popular like a year ago in New York. Like everyone was rocking Hawaiian shirts. It was very strange. <laughs> it just makes me think of the of the, the Simpsons when it has John Waters in it because he he gives Bart no he he gives Bart the inspiration to wear a Hawaiian shirt and it freaks Homer out. <laughs> oh God, I love John Waters so much. <laughs> <laughs> my, my weirdly, my introduction to him was the Simpsons episode. <laughs> I, I did a photo shoot with him once. I don't know if this will mean anything to you, but there's this prison in New York City called Rikers Island. Oh, it's the only one I've heard of, I think, yeah. Well, we did, John, 
John, I did a photo shoot when he got us Rikers Island as our location. And um, I was like, how the hell do you get Rikers Island? Like, it's like the hugest prison, like as a location. And he's like, oh, I know all the people in the prison system. Because he used to go, he was friends with a bunch of the girls that were in Charles Manson's crew. So he would go, oh. he would go visit them in LA when he was out there to like at the, at the, at the prison. So he did a lot of, he did a lot of prison outreach, but um, yeah, we did a shoot with John Waters in Rikers Island prison. I was like, we were literally in prison. Like we had to be locked. <laughs> we were, they were painting one of the cell blocks and um, we got to use it. So anyway, he, oh he's God. a lovely person. Um, anyway, back to what we were discussing. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll agree. I think he comes across as a really nice person. So that's good. That's good. The to nicest, yeah. the nicest, the coolest, the funniest, like hilarious. You know, a lot of comedians, mm-hmm. comedic people are very dark. Mm. Um, he, he's not. He's very sardonic, though, which is. Uh, no, that's what you want. Yeah, totally. I mean, he's so smart. You know what I mean? Well, uh, back back in the song. Um, so they're all they're all there. They've all come in in the Hawaiian shirts. And uh, I like the way Hedwig is taking the traditional approach of, uh, well, so you've been dumped. Time for the glow up. Totally. Yeah, you know, you got to maybe maybe hit the town. <laughs> I don't know what the uh, dating scene is like around there. But... <laughs> That's funny. Probably, probably she was being paid to date. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Why not? You know. No. There's not a lot. Not a lot to do. Well, the original, the original Hedwig is a pros babysitter, and she was a prostitute. <laughs> that person <laughs> that John based it on, the lady. I don't remember where her name wasn't Hedwig. I don't think, but it was that was her. Because he, I met, I met his friends that he grew up with. She comes to see his shows. You know, when they were little kids, and um, she's like a very normal Midwest lady, but they're still really close, and um. Uh, they were talking about her one day, and I was like, that's insane. <laughs> that is fantastic. Um, I noticed something when she looks into the mirror after she has the Barra Fawcett hair, mm-hmm. where the mirror distorts. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I swear during that second, um, Hedvig looks a bit like Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> You know, oh, so, okay, I can see it. I swear it's, fo- it's foreshadowing. It's foreshadowing. <laughs> it's funny. Um, you know, I've done Hedwig's makeup on the many different people, and there's certain pictures that I have to look at them, and I can't tell who it is because they all look like John to me. <laughs> I'm like, is, is that John? And they're like, no, it's like Michael Severes or whoever. And um, <laughs> but it, I think, because it's based on his face, so. Yeah, well, that's that's part of the thing, isn't it? It's like assuming the superhero mantle. It's like if you play Superman, then you have a look. You look like, you know, uh, you look like the original Superman. I'm trying to remember his damn name now. You, Clark uh, Kent. Um, Clark Kent is his name. What's his bloody name? Clark, Christopher Clark, Reeve. Oh, Christopher Reeve. I thought you meant like the character Clark Kent. Yes, Chris, no, Christopher no. Reeve. Yeah, poor thing. Poor Christopher. They still go with that look, don't they? Like, uh, I know there was technically a Superman before him with the series. I mean, the cartoon, but I mean, which looked like that. But I mean, it, they, um, you know, I mean, they, they've changed it now. It's very like, um, they've, they've muted all the colors. So they're like burgundy and navy now instead of, you know. Because it's serious and dark. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can't have fun in a movie. But Hedwig's look is copyrightable. I have copyright on it. I don't enforce my copyright on it. But I mean, because everyone, everyone <laughs> steals my designs. It's okay. Um, it's like Ronald Aww. McDonald or like Superman. Exactly. It's definitely like you know, it's 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 a, it's, yeah. it's it's iconic. It's a character you assume it's, it's Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I love that little turn to camera. Actually, you mentioned there, Carla, because when he 
you know, when Hedvig sings, this is the best way that I've found to be the best you've ever seen. And then the little turn. Yeah. The little, and the, and the little face. It's just before the distorted image. I, I've practiced that in the mirror a few times. <laughs> <laughs> it's the transformative power of wigs. Yeah. But you, you know what's so funny? That when Farrah Fawcett died, it was the same day that Michael Jackson died. Um, uh, I was like really upset. I was walking on the street and I was like, oh, Farrah Fawcett mm -hmm. died. And I, I was like, I want to do a post, a little post on Facebook for Farrah Fawcett. And I used, it was a Spanish subtitle and it said, Par Farrah Fawcett, Poor TV or something. It wasn't even in English, but it said Farrah mm -hmm. Fawcett. And it was that shot where she's like, so beautiful in the mirror, Hedwig. And um, yeah. when I posted it, this national, like, like online, like, it's called Indie Wire. Like posted it, and they're like, "Mike Potter pays homage to Farrah Fawcett," and it was that. And it was from that shot, but it was like not even. It was like Spanish subtitles, but it, but it was that Farrah Fawcett. I love that. I love that scene. I love that wig. I love the way that John, because John, it's like she's finally like now she's good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you can tell instantly from the acting. Like, oh, now Hedvig has arrived, or she's she's like just getting ready to right around the corner <laughs> <laughs> and you know you say the uh transformative power of wigs you know as a bald person i know this well <laughs> now that's why you have to glue your wigs on <laughs> ah yeah yeah that it doesn't help although it does give you a little bit more freedom sometimes with uh you can change your hairline a little absolutely bit. You pull it back 100 i love that although i think people wear their wigs either too far forward or too far back like um like, that seems to be a trend yeah the too far forward thing is a bad mistake that people make when they like have like no forehead because their wig is pulled <laughs> forward. it's like pulled it comes right from their eyebrows <laughs> yeah yeah it's practically on top of the eyebrows planet of the apes <laughs> but then some people do do uh do do it too far back as well um well i mean divine did divine did it but she did it good <laughs> that's part of the look yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's a drag queen i love vander von odd they wear it really far back and that's part of their weird they look like an evil weird witch yeah well you can also paint your eyes so high the hairlines back you know what i mean like you can like paint those yeah. brows like halfway up your forehead <laughs> that is fun to do when you have a lot of uh, forehead real estate which i do Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have a big forehead like me. Okay, we're the same. Your make your your makeup is gorgeous. By the way, I was looking on your Instagram. Oh, really, thank you. Yeah, I like the one where you were like, I feel like a woman or something like that. It was very like, <laughs> is, am I am I wrong? Am, did I oh no, yeah, yeah, I did feel like a woman because uh, yeah, sometimes you just need to throw a wig on. Definitely. Yeah, but it was very, it was very um. It's like what the it's what the kids are doing today. It's like heightened heightened natural beauty i mean i swear to god girls in middle school here wear strip eyelashes that blows my mind i'm like what is, <laughs> what is going on like it's like the 60s again when everyone oh, wore fake it. eyelashes yeah yes, i mean daytime lash <laughs> they're all getting done up just to go to school yeah well i mean they all have to wear school uniforms in new york city so um they um they oh. try to like um they try to jazz it up any way they can you know like Oh, that's what it's like here. Yeah, uniforms everywhere. So people will they'll do what they can, you know, uh, shorten the skirt a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> do a little tweak. <laughs> In fact, my uh, where I grew up for a while, at least here, my sister was one of the first people to wear pants to school, like trousers. 
And because um, she wasn't allowed, the girls had to wear skirts. And she's like, it's freezing cold. It's winter. I'm wearing trousers. Yeah. And uh, it, it got like put in the local paper. and everything. My mother. It was, it was like a whole big thing. My mother got sent home when she, and this is years before that, I'm sure. But in the, my mom got, it was the first person to get her ears pierced in her high school. And she would make these culotte pants that were like a skirt in the front and pants in the back. And um, mm. she got sent home to change because she was not, they were like, you're not wearing a skirt. I mean, I'm sure it was t- to her knees. I mean, this was in the fifties. So, <laughs> but the ear, the ear, ear piercing thing was scandalous. She said when she got her ears pierced, how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> my, how times have changed. That was like me coming home to my dad. Like uh, I'd be out all day and I'd come home and he'd just be like, what have you got pierced this time? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my nipples. Yeah. Oh yeah, typical. Yeah, okay. I couldn't have hidden that for long because it was bleeding all over the place. <laughs> I had a friend who got into a fight once, and someone grabbed his t-shirt and yanked it, and they ripped out his nipple ring, and it was like oh. big blood spot, and it formed on his shirt. We were like, <gasps> oh. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh no, that'd be the worst. I mean, my, my partner had uh, their nose pierced and that got ripped out. Oh, God. Uh, we were, who were we seeing? We were at a concert. We, oh, we've seen the Buzzcocks. Surgery. Oh, my God. No, somehow it was okay. I think it might have just knocked it and then ripped some of the skin and it kind of forced it out. Oh, my God. Like, you know, kind of released the ball sort of thing. I have no piercing, so I'm not I'm not adept. Uh, I took most of mine out. Uh, not because I didn't like them, just because I couldn't be bothered. you got to look after them and clean them. And you're like, ugh. Jeez. Yeah, I'm a lazy person. I don't want to do that. I just want to sit here chatting nonsense. I love it. It's a good thing. <laughs> so I've, I've switched to uh, to tattoos now. I've got me. I've got me Hedvig tattoo. Oh, you did? You do? One. Yeah, yeah. I've got the uh, the logo, the Origin of Love thing. I've got both of them. Oh my god, I love that. That's so cool. There's so many amazing. I've seen so many insane, beautiful Hedvig tattoos, and that most mm. common one is that face at the end you know the two faces yeah. but um yeah i love that people love it that much i have a friend who's got like only like david bowie and like you know whoever on her body elvis and then she's got hedwig <laughs> i've only got david bowie and hedwig um i've only got david bowie but I will oh yes <laughs> well, that's funny this is perfect I've got the david bowie i've got the black star uh symbol from the you know from his last album that he did so it's like the different segments of the star. I was just watching. Someone just did a quarantine post about David Bowie and all his looks over the years. It was kind of genius. I forgot like the 80s with him. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm still devastated by this. It still breaks my heart to this oh, day. Yeah. Same. Especially because I, I pre-ordered that album, Black Star. It came out, I think, like on a Friday or, or Saturday. He died like the next day or something, didn't he? He, yeah, he died like a day later, two days later, something like that. And uh, when it came out, I put it on. I'm, I'm a pretentious jerk. I had the, the vinyl, so I put the record on. That's not pretentious. I love that. <laughs> I've got the Hedwig um, Broadway one on vinyl oh, staring nice. at me. I put it here for inspiration while I'm recording. <laughs> um, but I put that on, and I was like, this is an amazing album. Bowie is definitely going to tour this. We'll get tickets immediately. Yeah. <laughs> he died. Yeah, heartbreaking. I mean, he—you know—he he, was—he—he he produced Hedwig in, in Los Angeles. Um, 
I'm sure that I'm sure John mentioned that on the criteria. Yeah, he he gave he gave us like a million dollars, and we were spending money left and right. And I was living large and a big fancy hotel. <laughs> <laughs> and then L.A. is not like a not a um a theater town. It can hold anything for too long. Tours go there, but it's just not going to run. Yeah. That's going to pay back a million dollars. And um, yeah, he was pissed. Cause it tanked. <laughs> oh. He was like, "I want my money," and they were like, mm, "Sorry." <laughs> really? Yeah, I know. Oh, now, come on, Dave. No, no. I mean, all those Mick Jagger and David Bowie—they're notoriously cheap. I mean, that's fine. They're from a different era, you know. Plus, you can tell they're cheap. I mean, look at that dancing in the street video. Yeah, but that you know when 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 <laughs> when 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 Bowie came with Iman to see the show, they loved it. They were like so, like freaking out how much they loved it. So it was good to hey, yeah. Oh yeah. R.I.P. Rest in peace, David Bowie. I am oh. swigging down this Yorkshire Gold. I can get two cups out of one tea bag. You know, very strong. Oh, you're you're one of them. You reuse the bag. No, I don't reuse it. I just add like more enough water to get two full mugs into like. Uh. Yeah, I don't like double dip. No. Some people do that. I don't think it really just is the same. It doesn't like taste the same anymore. And the Yorkshire Gold tea is really strong, and it uh. It um, I mean, it's I think I feel like it's it's made for like a pot of tea. Do you know what I mean? Like that bag, uh, that bag is not more like a mug. It's more like a pot. You can get a couple out of. Well, I'm I'm sure I'll ruin everyone's image of England here, right? But this country now we've gone really downhill. People don't drink tea from pots. Oh wow! I think most people probably don't know how to even. I I took a little teapot to work, and people are like, "What's that?" I'm like, "Teapot." I know how to do that. I used to work. I used to work at British Gas in London on Hyde Park, and I was like the office bitch boy. And um, they, <laughs> the ladies in the secretary pool, all made me like learn how to make proper English tea. And they were like, "This isn't right," and like whatever. And, oh. and I have to warm the, you know, the kettle and whatever, and or do the thing or whatever with hot water. And um, but by the end, I can make a proper cuppa. So yeah, you're probably better than me. Mm, I love tea. I don't drink coffee, so. I don't own a teapot. <gasps> oh, there you go. See? See? But do you drink tea from tea bags? I certainly do. And I drink Yorkshire yeah. tea. Mmm, <laughs> yummy. That's the best one. Yorkshire. I like Yorkshire Golden. That Harney and is it Harney and Sons? They make really good tea. I mean, they have so many good, like, weird herbal teas, too. Well, now now I'm the odd one out because. Uh, I, I like green tea. I just drink Japanese stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. But well, if you did drink English tea, would you drink like PG tips or like Tesco? I mean, what would you, what would you, would you... Uh, you don't have tea in your I'm cupboard right now? Uh, no, I don't actually. I, I have green tea. I've got green tea with lemon. Oh. I've got loose leaf green tea. Uh, I think when I do drink that, I like, I'm trying to think of a brand I like. Yorkshire. It's all about Yorkshire. We have a brand here, Twinings. That's good. Oh, yeah. I like Twinings. Oh, yeah. Twinings is nice. Twinings good. Yeah. Twinings is more fancy, though. I get like the 400 bag box of um, Yorkshire Gold. My friend comes <laughs> from London and brings me one like every couple of months. Well, if you're drinking it every day, go that route. But, you know, I, I'll be having one one a week or something. Yeah. So I, I, can, I can stretch for the fancier one because I won't be going through it too quick. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, back in back yes, in the song, yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, the song. Yeah. <laughs> we're known for tangents, don't you worry? 
<laughs> there's there's a song playing. Uh, now, so the whole trailer basically comes down after we see Hedvig in the mirror there. The, the, the whole side of it, which is just wonderful, and Hedvig has the greatest most bizarre look of all time it's got like a 70s vibe to it this totally it's like disco like i don't know like that's that is actually the only lace front wig in that whole movie that john wears and also i had an assistant for that costume because like i helped ariana and i worked on that together and um, i cut that i cut it she made it and then i cut it and i styled the shoulder pad or whatever but um there's actually pictures she has pictures that there's a documentary of her that came out like a short for Mr. Porter. And there's a picture of me with her in a hotel room with scissors cutting that dress. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, it's great. Human hair dress. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, totally. And like that long, long, long ass hair. I have that wig somewhere here. It's disaster. I'm sure. <laughs> Falling apart over the years. Yeah. This whole look's got a kind of ABBA sort of vibe. Yeah. It's something. It's definitely like got that because I think it's because of that long. I think when I did it, I was thinking like that was sort of like a share moment. Do you know what I mean? Like a like blonde oh, yeah. share, a blonde share moment, like in a way. Oh, I, mean, I see that now. Yeah, totally. Like like Bob Mackie, but with hair. Exactly, and like um, <laughs> but also like you know, I mean that that the way it's cut and like whatever, it sort of has that Tina Turner like swinging, shaking vibe that. You know, when she would dance in those, like, fringe dresses to Proud Mary. I mean, there's sort of a lot yeah. of different elements in there. And um, she had little... I don't know if that costume was asymmetrical. Was it asymmetrical? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. If on one shoulder is a, there's a shoulder pad, and it's a epaulette, but it's a mini Tina Turner wig. It's on her shoulder. <laughs> it's a little minute. We made a little miniature Tina Turner wig and popped it on as her shoulder pad. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So this is the only lace front wig? Yeah, for John, yeah. I mean, you know, wow. mom. I mean, John didn't wear, we didn't want lace fronts because we were like, she's supposed to be wearing a wig. I mean, I got away with it, the harshness of that, because John, I, John let me bleach the whole front of his hairline. So, which was good for young Hansel when he's like, you know, got the McDonald's hair. You know that scene where that's supposed to look like the golden arches. His hair. <gasps> oh my god! Oh, yeah. You know that you revelation. Know that I'm talking about like that, like yeah. like how his hair has got that two yellow streaks in the front that are like kind of come up and then come down. <gasps> Those we I wanted them to look like the golden arches. Um, but anyway. John let me bleach the front of his hair because I figured, you know, if some of it popped back, we would, you know, if his hairline revealed, it would just be fine. It would make it like you wouldn't even see. But it helped a lot because, um, you know, it's just hard front wigs don't look good in severe close up, you know. Mm. But it's, you know, it's supposed to be a wig. So I always just made a choice that even on Broadway, I was like, we're not doing lace fronts because she's wearing a wig. I suppose that's kind of the whole point. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Well, I mean, this is like before everyone was all into lace fronts and stuff, but I would think like Hedwig was going to head and wig. I mean, you know, we're not trying to be head hair. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Plus, every, everybody has a lace front now because of drag race. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, and lo- it's it's hard to find a hard front wig anymore. You can't. They're all lace fronts. Like, the, all the like cheap, cheap synthetic wigs are all lace fronts like it's virtually impossible to find a hard front wig anymore it was like shocking when i was trying to find one not too long ago 
Well, they're even cheap as well. Like, you can get some fancy ones, obviously, but I bought a really cheap uh, wig, lace front wig from China for £15 that I just backcombed the shit out of. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, 30 bucks. So that is that is a that is a lace front that one that's one wig and it's a half human, half synthetic blend because Ooh. because we found that it was getting too tangled like too tangled too easily when it was all synthetic, and so I added a like about it's about fifty percent human fifty percent synthetic that hair, and um it it somehow kept from like getting it became knots I mean because that wig is like so long. I mean, oh, it's, it's like, huge. it's so long. Yeah. If that was real hair, that'd be a nightmare anyway. If it was actually on your head. <laughs> I went out with someone once whose hair went down to their butt. So Ugh. They, they'd spend about two hours a day trying to comb the like, knots out. Ugh. When I see people with hair like that, I'm like, you need to cut your fucking hair off, man. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> on one hand, I agree. But on the other hand, I'm jealous. because I'm of, sorry. If you, can, if you can wipe your ass with your hair, it's too fucking long. <laughs> I'm still jealous. Give me some. Cut your hair off and give it to me. I'm jealous. My hair doesn't grow at all. Oh, yeah, no. it's fine. You know, people shouldn't be walking around with long ass hair like that. It's too long and gross, and like hair <laughs> flying everywhere. It gets on my nerves. I'm like, someone's hair is like touching me on the subway. I'm like, I freak out. <laughs> I'm like, you need to reel that big ass hair in. <laughs> my partner is Ginger Snaps, who was on this podcast before, and they have yes. a, a mane of hair, and they spend like an hour a day combing it. Oh my god! Oh my god! Then again, I used to spend an hour a day spiking my hair when I had big, massive punk rock spikes. So there you go. Totally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do my root. I just I'm constantly doing my roots. So I mean, maintenance is a thing for anybody. I think it's good. It makes you feel like you've done something that day. Yeah. My maintenance now is I need to shave my head. So. Oh. <laughs> Mm. There's, there's nothing worse than someone clinging on to thinning hair. It's like just shave it; it looks better. Honestly. Yeah, I agree with you. And you know, I at my age still have a full head of hair, and I'm shocked because I bleach it every two weeks. But uh, <laughs> I am, um, but I shaved my head a long time ago because I was like, "What's going to happen if I like lose my hair?" And I look great with a shaved head. So if that day does come, I'm definitely hey. just it's going. <laughs> Uh, if only I could grow my hair. I did once grow my beard for a laugh. I, I normally shave every day, but uh, I just thought, well, it would be funny if I just let this grow and grow and grow and grow. So I just left it for about two years just to see how much of a hobo I could look like. And and uh, and you look good? You look good, right? Uh, uh, it looked okay. It, it looked fine. And then as it kept growing, it went beyond that into just, I looked like I was from The Hills Have Eyes or something. I, oh I looked my like God. I was going to murder you like, <laughs> in the wilderness. That's funny. <laughs> but it, everyone would say, oh, that's getting crazy. I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm doing it because it's funny. <laughs> yeah. Why not? It's hair. You can just, you can shave it off, grow it back, like whatever. Yep. Hair, much like wigs and everything, people. It's there. Have fun. You don't yes. have to be serious all the time. Enjoy yourself. Absolutely. I mean, it also like, you know, you know, in this, like in this, this scene in this movie, I mean, it gives her her identity or, it, you know, it's what mm. she, for that moment or however she's feeling. That's why I think drag is very powerful though, because like, you know, you can kind of, I love a good transformation. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, then there's like a, a lot of power in that when you can kind of be somebody else, it's sort of a great escape. I think for a lot of people who aren't like into their selves at that moment, you know, you can just turn it on. I see that in Hedvig though. Like they, we well, yeah. It, they are Hedvig the woman, but then they create Hedvig the character, the rocker. 
Yeah. And that's like a separate identity they almost go into. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, I mean, that scene is so funny when she's like, I'm this punk rock star of stage and screen. It's like, you look like a Vegas showgirl. <laughs> You're so not punk rock. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up because it is weird that that's the line and then that's the outfit to match the line. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Because most of the other looks are punk rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just... It's creating its own kind of punk rock. I mean, you know, like I was thinking, telling someone the other day, like I was like, I went to go see Dolly Parton years ago, and um, mm. I, the audience was like full on Mohawks and like power lesbians <laughs> and like tough motherfuckers and punk rockers, and it was like the most punk rock audience I'd ever seen in my life at a concert, yeah. and it was Dolly Parton, and I realized I was like, you know what, Dolly Parton is fucking punk rock. I mean, really. Yeah. I mean, in her own way, you know what I mean? Like, it's sort of, it doesn't, I don't think punk rock is defined by a mohawk or a safety pin. I think it definitely Absolutely is like an not. attitude of, you know, anyway. Totally agree. In fact, that's why I sort of started varying my looks after I was a teenager. Because, you know, when you're, when you're a teenager and you get into these things, you're like, right, this is the look. You think you're an individual, but you are still kind of following a a style. Yeah, totally. And once Once you realize it's all bullshit, you're much more free. Yeah, totally. I mean, you don't have to like. I mean, I, I feel I'm not a I'm not a clone. I never have been. So I mean, every yeah, you're like what well, you're. You know what you're probably getting ready to say. I mean, you know, it's like every any really real punk is like unique in their own way. Do you know what I mean? And there's definitely yeah. an aesthetic there that's like you know highly attractive. The combat boots or whatever. But I mean, it's more of a feeling, I think. And yeah, and every true punk I know really likes Dolly Parton for some reason. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, of course. I mean, she's just she's punk rock. I mean, she's, I mean, she, I mean, she really is. I mean, it's kind of crazy. But anyway, <laughs> she's having a resurgence in our country. I mean, God bless her. She's, world's probably going to stop spinning the day she does. <laughs> oh my God! Oh, no, no, yeah. <laughs> no. We won't say that about her right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't lose anyone else at this point. No, no, no. She seems like she's. I bet she's got good doctors. <laughs> you know what I mean? I thought the same about Prince and, you know, he... he well, no. well, Prince was a drug addict. I mean, I love Prince, but I mean, you don't, you don't take that much fentanyl and not die. <laughs> oh, yeah. rest in peace as well, Prince. Totally. Yeah. Love. But I mean, I mean, come on. Like Michael Jackson, like he had to be put to sleep by an anesthesiologist at night. Yeah. I That's mean, not a good sign for your health, people. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> Now, I have uh, sleep problems, but I'm not doing that. <laughs> Me too. I have sleep problems too. But, you know, oh, not, no. and not being active really doesn't help. So, no. In New York, we can't. I mean, I can't like work out. You know, it's like there's nothing. So. Just lay in my bed and get bed sores. <laughs> <laughs> At least make it fashionable. Exactly. <laughs> I love the line as well here sausage curls, chicken wings. It's all because of you. Is this kind of like a little this at luther and like american culture it's just like oh americans eat this shit i'm trying to work it out or is it that no 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 sausage curls and chicken wings sausage sausage curls are like these springy curls like you know the best thing i can think of is like little women you know how they would have those like like little like curls that like go along they're like these uh, bouncy that's a sausage so it curl. is going for that I, that was going to be what i asked like is it that or is it the other thing and chicken wings is like the hair that like think about like sherry curry from the runaway she had those two little yeah, like yeah. flips in the front that's a chicken wing no they were all yeah. hairstyles that's all a hairstyle uh, i always wondered yeah there's no reference it's no 
it's no reference to fried chicken. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't think it was chicken. I I figured it was a list of hairstyles. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I'd not, I'd not heard of some of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, neither. Had, I mean, I'd never heard of the chicken wing thing, but the sausage curls definitely have. But uh, yeah. I found out about it actually when I was looking it up. Um, not not for this, but just you know because I loved the song, and I was like, well. It, is it referring to the hairstyle? It could be. It's a song about wigs. And I was like, oh, I don't know. So I'm glad to get clarification on this. You know, we had, um, in the Broadway show, we had a big wig wall that came down. And um, it was like, you know, it was like a wall of like fucking like 15 or 20, 20 wigs on this big metal frame. And they were all animatronic. And like during the bouncing <laughs> scene, all of the heads on the wall would like go back and forth to the music. And... Um, <sighs> And um, they we did all those hairdos. We did like every hairdo from the song. <laughs> oh yes, amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, we got lucky that they they had money to let us do whatever we wanted. So. Oh, that, that's always helpful. That never has happened before for me for for Hedwig ever. I can imagine. Yeah, do do what you want. It's like, oh my god, yes, I can go wild. Well, I've never had. I've never. They never. We never had money ever to do anything that we really wanted. But sometimes that's the beauty of it, isn't it? It's like cheap and yeah, yeah. you just make do. It's sort of like Hedwig. That's why I want to see the show put on in like a small bar here in England. I want to see it in a tiny little place where Hedwig's like coming into the crowd and shit. Well, I mean, like when Michael C. Hall did it, he he was like, because Neil was the one that wanted to do all this insane choreography for mm. for Broadway, which is what sells shows and um. Michael C. Hall, I don't know if you know who that is, but he's an actor in America. Oh, I love him. Yeah. I love him. <laughs> yeah. And Michael, and Michael said, he goes, I could do Hedwig on a stool with a microphone. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, I don't, you know what I mean? He's like, and it's true. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like, you can. I mean, you can tear it down like that. You don't need all that. But I mean, people go to see a Broadway show they want to see. I mean, on Broadway, Hedwig flew in, like landed <laughs> from air, like flew Beautiful. in. And wearing like this huge cape with like it was insane with like this gold helmet that was the shape of the wig and um yeah oh my god yeah. I need that helmet <laughs> oh that helmet cost twenty thousand dollars and it got smashed and it fell oh. and broke oh my god it was so such a nightmare that helmet whoa that was a well, lot if, of drama that helmet <laughs> well if people want to donate twenty thousand to my Patreon uh, I will buy the wig. <laughs> The wig helmets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think they're they're probably in like they probably don't exist actually. They were so destroyed by the end. We kept buying them and the producers were like, these things cost like ten thousand whatever they cost. They cost a lot of money. It was like a metallic <laughs> gold, liquid gold, like molded hard helmet that was the shape of the headwig wig that was over her wig. Wow. But oh. she she flew in wearing it, like flew in, like people were like, you know, I was like, what in the hell? And Hedwig like flies in from the air. <laughs> <laughs> so she got what she got money. Uh, hell yeah. And uh, the the sort of f final bit of this, we go into, there's a little sing-along, which I think is genius. And yeah. I sing along every time because I'm a sad bastard. Everyone uh, does. <laughs> Everybody does. That's not sad. She's, she's telling you you have to. That's what the little bouncing bottle is for. But do you do you uh, do it at home, Carla? Because I do. And I'm, I'm sat on my own watching it. And I'm there just like a bird on some. Of course. <laughs> yeah, of course I do. Yeah, you have to. It's the law. Yeah, she's that bouncing ball. It means you have to do it. <laughs> it's required. Oh, the bouncing it's wig. Funny... It's a bouncing wig, isn't it? What it's is it? It's a wig. It's a wig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Mm-hmm. It's like the cartoon uh, of the wig. I love that illustration of it. Uh, I got someone to do a similar one as one of the like three logos I'm using for the show. So thank you. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, totally. The logo is great. Um, you know, I remember shooting that specifically shooting that scene, and it was like everyone kept losing it and cracking up, and it was like so late. I mean, we were like the sun was getting ready to come up, and they were trying to get that last shot where they run to the window and they all do that <laughs> like that set, that part of the song, but um. I have, it's weird, like, I, I most of it's a blur, but I vividly remember just standing there and being like, oh, my God, I want to go home. It was like a nightmare. <laughs> it's like, this day is done, because John looked like shit, and I'm like, he's a mess. Like, I, I can't even care. I'm like, I don't care anymore. It's supposed to be a, a dark at night. Maybe no one will see. Well, it, it fucking worked, let me tell you. It, somehow it's it's been pulled off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she, and she's definitely, like, you know, I just don't know how she got from that to like the Hedwig wig because it's so refined that look, you know, it's so beautiful. But, you know, it's in her. That's her fantasy. Obviously, that's that's in yeah. her mind. And we've got to all go through this uh, sort of creation phase. This is this is the creation of the next incarnation of our hero here. The kick ass rock and roller is on the way. Yeah. No more meek wife of Luther. Totally. Fuck Luther. Fuck him. Oh, and his, and- definitely. I love that actor though. He was so nice. Oh my god, he was the loveliest person. <laughs> oh, he's perfect for he's perfect for the part. Because at first, when you meet him, you're like, okay, it's kind of it's kind of weird the way he's approached Hansel. Yeah, he seems like a really nice guy. A little pedo, <laughs> yeah. a little pedo, pedo, <laughs> with his bag of sweets there. <laughs> yeah, and then the bishop in a turtleneck, genius. <laughs> <laughs> but he he wins you over. I love that Criterion used that as the picture for the back of the oh, yeah. art yeah. book that they put out. The, the, by the way, that's not John's stomach. That was this beautiful, like, 18-year-old, poor 18-year-old boy whose father was the grip, and he was, like, the best boy on the movie. And he had, like, this young, nubile, teenage body, and he was sweet as hell. I mean, gorgeous kid. And um, every day would be like, what, Tyler? What's Tyler doing? What, did you see what Tyler's new haircut? Like, he was, like, everyone had a crush on him. The men and the women. They had the men and the women, but, like, John was, like, I need this shot, like, with the the Bishop of Turtleneck. And um, John's like, I'm not doing that. And, like, so we, like, we're, like, trying to cast, like, people to do it. And this kid, he's 18 years old. He's like, I'll do it. He's like, I'll do it. And I'm like, yeah, you will. <laughs> and um, he was so sweet. I remember he was, like, such a straight kid. But he had to lay there naked, like, you know, while I, like, moved. I helped him rear you know we had to like make kind of match him to john but um yeah and the butt on the church and the butt on the piece of broken church that is not john either that is oh. that is ted who plays the one with the orange or whatever the one with the orange and yellow hair that's in the that's movie him. yeah that's ted oh. <laughs> oh my god stunt butt and stunt stomach what's going I on i know i got my ass got cast but it didn't make the cut he was like no i don't think so are know. you glad about that or is that an insult <laughs> no no i'm glad I, I didn't want to do that shit i was too busy to be doing that i mean you know i was still young then so but um <laughs> and it's so funny that because john at the end was not going to be naked you know but Ariane and i convinced him to be naked oh it's important i think yeah yeah, it's funny. We shot it both ways with the costume and without. No, it needs it without. It needs it without, definitely. Yeah. yeah. It's like he's coming out of the wound again. And that street was an active street. I mean, those cars that are going by were being held. So those people saw, oh, a, na- they saw a naked person on their way to wherever and <laughs> walk across the street. Like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so funny. Oh. 
but uh, they rock out a bit more, and then the the chapter kind of ends there. Uh, yeah. So I'll, I'll move on. We'll, we'll start wrapping up here. I uh, will move on to my nostalgia section. I don't have much to talk about this time. I was trying to look into weird East German facts that I come up with every episode. And this one, I was like, well, what's what's happening in the scene? I was looking through to get inspiration, and I thought, well, Hedwig is drinking. So I looked up alcohol in East Germany. So it turns out East Germans, I mean, this isn't a surprise, they consumed more alcohol than anybody in Europe. I'm sure. Yeah, even more than West Germany. Oh, wow. Considerably more. And um, despite the steep prices, uh, high-proof alcohol was really popular and they drank on average uh, 23 bottles of liquor a year oh my god which is more than double the west german amount. wow well because they were trying to you know it's like everyone in quarantine right now when you look in the dumpsters outside my house it's just filled with booze bottles it's like all booze <laughs> like no one's eating it's just all liquor and wine and beer <laughs> i find myself doing it and i'm still going to work so i don't know what excuse i have i mean well everybody here's working from home so like they're getting drunk probably at work, at home while they work. I mean, you know, it's no one's no boss there to sniff you out. Hey, much like the East Germans, get it while you can. Exactly. I wonder how they can afford the alcohol, though. I mean, it's like was that part of their was that part of their communist um you know payout liquor a liquor um, yeah you'd probably have it kind of I imagine it would be quite subsidized yeah. Um, I mean, I've been to Germany. Obviously, it's very different now. Uh, but I've also I went to uh, the Czech Republic, and their beer—it's unbelievably cheap. I couldn't believe how cheap it was. It's and they call it liquid bread oh. because it's it's essential. Like you it's need like, it. This yeah, is the like, liquid that you need. It's like Guinness or something like that. It's like, so, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. so funny though. But it's, it makes sense because I was once flew in a, on this plane in like first class. One of the few times that I was next to this guy from Qatar, he had a he had the you know full on looked like a sheik. And um, I was, we started talking, we talked the entire flight and he goes, you have to fly our air Qatar. And I was like, why? And he goes, it's such a good airline. I was like, what makes it so good? And how can they do it? He's like, well, the gas is free there. He's like, we have so much oil, like gas is like basically free. So like they, ah. they can fuel the jets free and spend the money on like the amenities. But yeah, it's true. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, Oh, yeah, that's literally all I have for the nostalgia section this week. I didn't have too much there. But we will move on to music recommendations. Now, I get to uh, recommend two every episode because I'm a, I'm a jerk, I'm a dickhead, I'm a narcissist. So I get two. So my first one, which ties into the theme of the episode, I was going to recommend Wig by the B-52s, who's a band I love anyway. New wave group, amazing. I love everything they do. Rock Lobster's a bit overplayed, maybe, and Love Shack. But they're great songs, don't get me wrong. So Wig by the B-52s, it fits all of this. Go and listen to that, everybody. If you haven't already, I'm sure you probably have if you're listening to this. You've all got good taste. So, Will, uh, Carla, what's your music recommendation? Well, I think you might be keen on this one, John. I've oh. gone for This Is My Hair by Alaska Thunderfuck. <gasps> Oh my god, I do. I love. I, I've again being a pretentious arsehole, I've got that Alaska album on vinyl. Nice. I got her to sign it, and she was like, "Oh, old school." <laughs> <laughs> She's a retro diva. <laughs> I'm down for "Cut Your Hair" by Pavement. Oh, oh, yes. I haven't heard Pavement in a while. Yeah, it's not very punk rock, but. Yeah, they had that song, Cut Your Hair. I love that song. <laughs> oh, that's an awesome song. Yeah, hell yeah. Everybody check both of those out. Everybody needs to cut their hair right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
everyone's trying to steal my whole bald thing while they're in quarantine. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, no, I look like a, a wild animal. My hair is so long. And that's why when I was like, I need to cut my hair. And I was like, that's a good song. <laughs> Actually, oh, I need to listen to that. Pavement, I really enjoy, but I haven't listened to them in a while. So that's going to give me oh my God. to uh, put them on again. Years ago. Yeah, I mean, that was so many uh, lifetimes ago, Pavement. But yeah, <laughs> it's a good hair song. They're an underrated band in general. You don't hear enough about them these days. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I assume they're all still alive. I mean, you know, sometimes like a random member of a band dies and then the band just dies with it. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think I'm pretty sure they're still around. I mean, who knows? They're probably rich and they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all those not? people why like not? musicians like that were you know before downloading and stuff had actual record sales. You know that weren't like like digital downloads. A lot of oh, them yeah. are like way richer than modern artists. Like you have to tour to make money now. You can't make money from record sales. So. Yeah, it's weirdly like flip, doesn't it? It's bizarre. Pe- people I know have been musicians for years and years. And, you know, they're big in Liverpool, at least. And they'll have a record deal in Germany and uh, South America and all this. And they don't make any money. <laughs> they literally live no. two doors down from me. Yeah, no, you can't. Um, you have to make money. You have to. You have to tour to make money now and sell merchandise and stuff. Mm. It's like record sales are dead. So, mm. and uh, actually, Carla, it just came to mind as well because you mentioned Alaska there. Um, before I came and did this, I was just watching some stuff on Netflix and that that um, documentary that they're on, Circus of Books, is it? Oh, that's a good documentary. Is it good? Yeah, yeah. Because that that popped up, and the first thing that happened was just Alaska was on, so, like. Well, not one of the first things saying, like, oh, I just thought it was a bookstore with a circus theme. <laughs> and she worked. She worked there. Alaska. That's Alaska worked there. <laughs> oh, I need to watch that. I might watch that later. They reopened that bookstore. Um, like it's called Circus now, and it's like this really fancy store. And that porn director Shishi Larue opened it and um, reopened it. But I'm glad that they kept it sort of like in its vein. It's a great documentary. I mean, the parents are like, you know, like straight, sort of like very straight, very religious Jewish people. And, you know, it's sort of so crazy that they have this like sex, you know, sex sort of sex (laughs) store. And they're not even that- That is wild. Not not approving, but they're definitely like, they don't know what goes on. You know, they're just like selling it and making money. It's really good. Oh, I'm going to have to watch that, definitely. Yeah. And um, my other choice of song, which is, to some of my listeners will be even even more fitting, but at the same time, to people who know me, it's going to be even less maybe because most people who know me know me through punk rock and things like that and New Wave because I mentioned the B-52s. But I'm going to go with an obvious one, Hair by Lady Gaga. Aww. Oh, nice. Yeah, well, I think the lyrics there, you know, I'm as free as my hair. It seems to fit Hedwig in this moment. The hair gives you superpowers. Totally. And Lady Gaga knows the way around a wig, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, God. Hell yeah. <laughs> that was my second choice of song. Oh. I, I couldn't decide between the two, and I went with Alaska. You're going to be mind blown. I was exactly the same. They were my two choices that I was wrestling between. <laughs> I don't know Alaska's music. What the, I'll have to check it out. I mean, I don't like, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't watch RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm so terrible. Like, I've only ever watched the first season, and that was it. Like, that was 20 years ago. Um, <laughs> I just, so funny, I just did a, 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 a talk the other day with a, a queer studies class in San Francisco. Like, a, I taught a class, and a, that's all they know for drag is drag race. Yeah. Uh, you know? 
Which is a good thing and a bad thing. I mean, hopefully it gives them the push to expand and move out from that. But some people do lock in, don't they? Like, this is it. Well, I think that what it does is people are actually able to make real money for the first time doing drag. Whereas before, like, drag queens never made money. They're always broke. Always had other jobs. It was a calling. It's not like you're doing drag just to get on a TV show. You know what I mean? And I feel like that sort of kind of what drag has become now. Yeah. But I mean, I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm very happy that, you know, they make, they're able to make like real money now because it's an art form and it costs a lot of money mm. and it shouldn't be like $50 a night, which is what they always got. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. When you spend a thousand dollars on your outfit, <laughs> but, um, it's 50. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know, it's, it's like, it, like I said, it's a calling, but I think now that they can make real money and they have, you know, their fame is huge and I like it. I think it's good. It's a good thing, I think, yeah, because everyone should be able to make money out of what they love. But And I think you can sometimes, people I've met, you can kind of tell when they're the person who's doing it to get on drag race. Yeah. Especially now there's a UK drag race. Uh, you, you get that vibe off them. <laughs> well, I mean, because it's proven. I mean, like, they become famous overnight. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's I mean, it makes sense. I mean, I get it. But, you know, people are very into fame and stuff. So, I mean, I don't really get that, but. Alaska deserves it though. Their music, because you said, "What's it like?" It's how do you describe it, Carla? It's like um, it's like dancey music, like you would expect a drag queen to do. But it's got there's there's like a really strong comedic element to it. There's a lot more levels to it though. It's um, the lyrics are actually really cleverly written. Yeah, they're like clever. That they try it to sound stupid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely like have seen a couple things that a song that she did. I can't remember what it's called, but it's it was pretty funny. It was good. Um, I met her. She's really good friends with a friend of mine, but um, I, I, I don't really know much. I, like, I don't, you know, it's so weird. I think I should become more into the drag mm-hmm. scene, but I don't know. I've done it for so many years. I'm like, well, let the kids do it. They're better at it. So, <laughs> If you've got lots of time, uh, I'd recommend watching season four and five of RuPaul's Drag Race to start with. Oh, who's on? Who won that one? Bianca? No, who won? Um, no, this is before that, but four and five, I think, are really good starting points. I, I just, I hate reality TV. Like, I don't, I don't see myself watching that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like, I don't like competition shows. I don't know. It's like, mm. I don't know. I do feel weird about that. About it. I love it, but I do feel weird that it's a competition because I, I just want to go see a cool show with loads of acts I like. I mean, I don't want them to compete. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I get it. I mean, you know, somebody's got to win. You know, whatever. It's just, it doesn't like. Well, at least other people can hopefully make some money as well. Oh my God, Bianca Del Rio is a millionaire. I mean, like oh. seriously. I mean, those queens, a lot of them are so rich. Good for them. I was really scared to meet her. That was a terrifying one. Bianca's so nice. I mean, I, when I did that was the surprise. When yeah. I did Neil's makeup for um, he did Wigstock a couple of years ago as Hedwig, and he was producing this documentary called Wig, and um, I um, I was doing Neil, and Bianca was like right behind us and i'd never met her before and i needed something oh black nail polish and she was so like mm. sweet and she's like do you want me to paint his nails and i'm like no no no, it's fine like she was so nice <laughs> like i mean she was i really Aww. i really like you know i mean she was also like trying to appease you know neil who's no patrick harris but um <laughs> i found her to be amazing and she was really funny on stage and her makeup is so crazy i'm like oh my god <laughs> that's the thing i don't like about a lot of these queens now is that makeup like <sighs> Like, I don't know, they all look the same to me, kind of. A like, lot of them do, yeah. There's a look. Did you see that documentary about Trixie Mattel? Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, which one? Moving Parts, is it? Yeah, I was really, yeah. I really, I really love that. I thought it was really good. Yeah, it's great. 
Yeah. She seems like she's on lithium or something though. She's very like monotone. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I I have a couple of friends that are like bat shit and they're on lithium and they're like that though. It's a little like but her art and her music, beautiful. Lovely. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Touching. I couldn't find a song by Trixie to fit into this yet, but I will one day. I suppose uh, the best chance would have been Sugar Daddy, I guess, with it being a country song. Did she do Sugar Daddy? No, no, but actually, no, she has done it live. Tell a lie. She has really? done it live. Oh, wow. Yeah. Amazing. But, but just because she does country music, that's got like a country twang, that would have that mm-hmm. fit. Yeah, I wonder, but, if she's uh, ever met, I wonder if she's ever met Dolly Parton. That's obviously her total inspiration. Oh, my God, she should. Yeah, I'm. Sh- I wonder. I just mean, I'm. She's so famous. I'm assuming she'd probably run into Dolly at some point. <laughs> well, before we uh, wrap up and uh, head off down the road to the next gig, have you both got any uh, any parting things you'd you'd like to say before we go? Any any lasting words, uh, Carla? Um, I have one little note that I wanted to bring up, and I'm going to go back in time in the movie just Whoa. to mess things up a bit. Um, a thing that I really love every time I watch it, just because I love fashion and patterns and things and I cannot not look at it. The mm. scene where little Hansel is dancing on the bed and everything. Oh yeah. So the the mom Hansel's mum's dress is the same fabric as the bed cover. Yep, totally. Which I love. Yeah, I got the vibe. Like is it supposed to be that she's like made these items? I think yes. So. Yeah. My mother my mother was an upholsterer and she would make dresses for my sister out of fabric that the curtains and the couch was covered ah, there you go. Yeah. there's pictures of her literally like blending into the couch like like wearing like you know like a little <laughs> that is fashion and then um the third part of that is that when you see Hedwig get her passport photograph taken she's wearing the same dress yep oh yeah she is oh it's like she's been dressed up by by mother yeah because she's become Hedwig Schmidt right yeah mm. exactly that's exactly yeah. I mean, that's that's the whole point. And that, how how hideous is that makeup? <laughs> well done. It was spo- it's supposed to be, but it's like real like eek. That's like the harshest light you could be in. Oh, I still find it really cute though. I think I think he looks. Uh, John looks amazing. <laughs> I don't know when that camera zooms in and that flash goes off and he like looks all bewildered. It is not cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's adorable. I, yeah, I'll, I'll defend it. <laughs> yeah. Totally. It's, the, it's the start of the new character, so to speak. It's the start of being Hedvig. You know, you, you're not going to get it right straight away. And do you know what? I came to New York last year. Ben Bear, Ben Mayer Goodman, who played Young Hansel, he came oh. to see. Um, he came to see um, the show, and I know his mother. I mean, he was a little boy, and his parents are amazing. And um, so she messaged me and said, "Oh, we're coming. We got tickets to the show." And I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "She's like, do you think we could come backstage?" And I was like, "Fuck yeah, you can come backstage!" I'm like, "God, of course!" And John called him out and was like, "That made him stand up in the audience." They turned the house lights up, and um, Ben was there. I mean, he's a grown man now, but um, so sweet. And um, he he stood there for like an hour signing autographs. I was oh. like, people were like freaking out. They're like, holy shit, that's that little boy. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I love that he's still embracing it. Why and he, not? And he it. doesn't look anything like, it's so funny, as a little boy, he looked a lot like John, you know? But as a grown man, he couldn't look more different than John. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> was he like a big jock or something? No, no, no. no. He's like artsy, <laughs> like kid, you know, teen. He's, I think he's probably in his 20s or like, late 20s i mean how old i mean that was 20 years ago he was seven. yeah he must be then. yeah um 
You know, just like normal, but just doesn't like as a little boy. I thought he was so well cast because I think as a little boy he really looked like John. You know what I mean? As a as a man, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, he uh, he came, but I was like so I was like laughing so hard. The people just lined up. They were like, "Can you sign?" And he stood there for like an hour signing autographs. I was like, "That's so cute." He's like a photographer now. He doesn't like he's not no you know desire to be an actor. But oh, don't blame him. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Uh, well, Mike, have you have you got any last words? You've probably said everything over the years, to be honest. I mean, I mean, I don't know. Just I love that the, I love that you guys are doing this, and I love that you know the, any the tributes and the fan sites and the fan art, and I think that it obviously you know, I think I love that Hedwig still has a future. You know, I mean, she's going nowhere, yeah. and that makes me happy to know that um, people are still interested and you know there's a podcast about it now but um <laughs> it's 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 great and i'm just i'm glad that um i'm glad that there's still an audience for it because it's a really i think a really important piece of work for artists and i think just about finding yourself and i think that um i think it's good thank you guys for keeping it going and keep loving it always always and it seems like the the new uh, generation will come in because i have seen on twitter if you look up the the hedvig tag a lot of Riverdale fans are like, oh, I'm going to go and watch that movie now. So oh, I'm sure, I'm sure. I'm sure. It was on HBO, Friday Night Movie, two weeks ago. Like, the Friday Night Feature movie on HBO was Hedwig. So, I mean, you know, it's definitely, like, they're popping it out there again. Like, it still plays in theaters. They still have it. They still, they still have screenings of it in movie theaters, so. Hell yeah. I'd love to see it on the big screen. I've seen it on, like, a, at the drag show where they projected it, but not, like, a, in, a, in a theater, in a cinema. I saw the 4K restoration at um, IFC Center, um, and it, I was blown away by how beautiful it looked. I mean, I was like, wow, I hadn't seen it on this big screen in many, many years. And um, it, I mean, I, they, they didn't tweak the makeup, John said, in post, because like, I was like, there's a couple things you should fix. And um, he's like, we didn't really do much to the makeup, but the makeup looked fucking amazing. And I was like, I don't remember it looking that good. You know, it's like it's just you know tarting it up to 4K. That's what it does. Yeah, it was like it's like you could see every fucking piece of glitter, and it still looked beautiful. It wasn't like you could see the scary like HD where you can see every pore on everybody's faces. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it looked good up there on the screen. So we'll head off now down the road, as I say, to the next gig, and uh, chapter 12 is coming. Uh, Carla, would you like to tell people where they can find you on the internet if they'd like to get in touch or check out anything? If you have anything else to plug, feel free. Uh, I have a few different things. So my main account is Carla Victorious. More importantly, most importantly, I have um, a Hedvig fan page called Hedvig is Love. Yeah. Love that. I can't stop sharing from it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciated. So I didn't start that that long ago, but um, I'm getting quite a few followers. It's really nice to see everyone engaging with it. So. And if anyone's got any content they want to send me that they think belongs on there, send it to me. That'd be lovely. Hell yeah. Nice. Do that, everybody. And Mike, uh, I'm sure people probably know where to find you, but just in case, where, where can they check you out online? I'm at, on Instagram. At, it's P-O-T-T-28. But actually, I'm getting ready to release um a, i just did a series of 20 um oil paintings of the shroud of my different versions of the shroud of hedwig so um, i'm getting ready to sell those because mama needs money for um because she's got no jobs but um they're coming out i was gonna do the post this morning but it didn't happen but um oh my God. there's 20 of them and i'm gonna they're but they're all like different versions of you know that shroud of hedwig when she takes and clean yeah. and does her makeup so Look out for those and come come make a purchase. 
<laughs> oh, so are you just selling them or is it like an auction? No, I'm going to sell them. I'm just going to sell them. John's going to sign a bunch of them and um, I have to ship them to him to get him to sign them. But yeah, I'm just going to sell them. I'm not doing an auction. Ooh. They're just like, they're actually not that expensive. So. Well, check them out. Everybody. Yeah. If, yeah. Uh, if they're not sold out by the time I release this, which hopefully is about a week after we've recorded it. Yeah, no, I'm going to actually make more too. So it's, it's there'll be more. Hey. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely check it out. And check me out on Facebook at Hedvig's Wicked Little Town. I've made a little group for uh, for fans of the show. Uh, Twitter at Hedvig Pod. Instagram, the exact same. And also come and check out my Patreon where you can get extra content all the main episodes are always going to be free but this is just like talking about other other movies like we did how to talk to girls at parties the movie directed by john cameron mitchell and we talked about riverdale as well with some some more stuff coming we'll do rocky horror rent all these kind of things so come and check all that out and i will see you again for chapter 12 of hedwig and the angry inch coming soon and there it lies feigning shock my personal hair system, my personal help, my head wig. On nights like this, when the world's a bit amiss and the lights go down across the trailer park I feel down I feel had feel on the verge of going mad and then it's time to punch the clock I put on some makeup turn on the tape deck and put the wig back on my head Suddenly I'm Miss Midwest Midnight Checkout Queen Until I head home And I put myself to bed I look back on where I'm Look at the woman I've become And the strangest things seem suddenly routine I look up from my vermouth on the rocks The gift wrapped with steel in the box Of towering velveteen I put on some makeup Some loving baker Ever seen? I put on some makeup. 
All right. It's the part of the show you've all been waiting for. It's Sing Along with Miss Hedwig Time. The words are right back there. Just follow the bouncing Eastern Europeans, okay? Everybody. I put on some makeup. Oh, very good. Very beautiful. Turn on the A-track. Oh, what the fuck's an A-track? I'm pulling the wig down from the shelf. Catch that one, bitch. Suddenly I'm 